Well, let me tell you what is going on as far as today's action, and I'll get into some things that we're focused on. Again, just introducing myself, this is The Option Professor, and the website is option, O-P-T-I-O-N, professor.com. Um, and basically, um, a little background, I've been doing this for 40 years, uh, so I've been in the markets for quite a long time, and I'm very familiar with stocks, options, uh, interest rates, uh, all types of ways to make income, uh, the um, energy sector, the gold and silver. So I'm pretty familiar with the whole nine yards and uh, you know, I share my opinions and my uh, inputs. What we don't do is we don't do advice. That comes from your brokerage firm. That's why we always say consult your brokerage firm to find out what's appropriate and what's not and uh, your uh, advisor and people like that. What we do is we share our views and our opinions that is gleaned over all these many, many years of experience. Uh, let me see what's going on in the chat here quickly. Okay, yeah, enter your symbols uh, if you have any symbols. Otherwise, let me tell you what I was seeing here today. Uh, first of all, the market has been giving us the buy signal for a long time. Just looking at our one-year graph here, our first buy signal came in when the red turns up, and that came in at around 30, um, uh, about 38.30, 38.50, right around there. Then uh, on the five-year graph, it also gave us a nice buy signal here when it turned up got violated, but came right back. So anything around 38.50 was clearly a go sign and adding at 4,000 or 39.50 was the way to go. So that's where we came up with the ideas to get long. Uh, with regards to today, oh, and by the way, on the long-term graph, we had a big intersection here. We did hit, now here's what's gonna give you a key on uh, something that helped us today. Can you see the uh, 24 SMA was coming in at 4208? When I sent out a quick alert, I mentioned uh, a resistance at 4208. Can you see what the high is on the S&P today? It is 4208. So that's why we thought it was a place to sell there. And obviously there was a heck of a nice little short-term trade. Because if you look at the day trade here, we went from 4208 all the way down to 4155. So does anyone like the idea of about 65 points or excuse me, uh, 55 points uh, as far as a short-term deals concerned? And then obviously it's gotten back on the bicycle here at the end of the day. But that's a heck of a nice little uh, uh, pickup for one day. And where'd we get it from? We got it from a couple of things. One was that 20 year uh, SMA chart and the other one was divergence. Can you see here the RSI was at 74? That's earlier in the day. That's when we were at 41.95. Can you see when we went up here, the RSI was only 58. That's called a divergence. So we had the 20 year graph saying hit it and we had the divergence saying hit it. And so obviously hitting it made a lot of sense. But in this market, with the animal spirits running around, you got to keep things on a short leash. So again, you could either grab the money when it's down here or, and let's just look at anything else that might've told us it might stop there. As you can see, there's a reason why I stopped there on our on our monthly graph. So there was a reason to cover down there right around the 4157 area because uh, that's where that thing was coming in at 4160. Now, these numbers don't get pulled out of hats. They're mathematical numbers, and we find them very, very effective. Okay, so that's basically the story on what happened today uh, in our view. And so that's pretty much done and gone. Uh, but what is going to be happening now looking forward? Uh, looking forward, let's take a look here and see um, our viewpoints here.
I'll give you the three major indexes because that's what most people are trading, right? So the first one is uh, the 20 year. Obviously, it, uh, this uh, long-term, uh, th this is a very important one. And this is where people are getting that sometime later in the year, we might go down towards 3,000. Because you can you see, technically, it did hit that a bunch of times uh, in the 2000. Uh, you know, it hugged it around 2010 to 2012 and then took off. And then uh, during the crash, you think it's coincidental it stopped right there? I don't think so. So the bottom line is if it stops here at 4,400 or 4,200 where we hit today, Day in this zone and it starts rolling over because in April, May and June, you're going to have the first quarter earnings and the first quarter earnings may not be so great because of the lag effects of the Fed. If that's in fact true, then where would we possibly go if earnings really started to break? Well, here's where they're talking about 3000. OK, that's where they're getting the number from technically. All right. So it's not like out of their ear that they're coming up with these numbers. And mathematically, it's going to be about earnings. So if your earnings is, uh, uh, you know, 200 bucks uh, on the S&P and you have a 15 to one P.E. ratio, then you're talking about 3000. Right. So the bottom line is, is that's how the math works out. But right now you can't fight the tape and we haven't either. So that's why, again, these numbers are pointing up. The earliest this thing could start coming down on the on the on the uh, on the yearly, you'd have to start breaking underneath 4050. That's what we said was a support zone. And then on the five year, uh, you got everybody in here in the 3950 area. And I think if you look at your 250 day moving averages, they come in around the 3950 ballpark area. So if it starts breaking under 3950 for whatever reason. That would be uh, indicating that maybe that lower price thing we uh, just showed you on the 20 year could start being happening. So again, that's why you got to be flexible this year. If you're not flexible and you want to be bearish, you're getting killed. If you're going to get bearish when everyone is euphoric, you're going to get bullish when everyone is euphoric and maybe it can't get above this 4,400, 4,200 neighborhood, then you're going to get whacked the other way. So you got to be, uh, you got to be um, flexible. Uh, because things do change. Uh, the Fed came out yesterday, obviously in the statement, he's Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Conservative, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to keep rates higher. We're going to fight this inflation to the end. Uh, we are way not done yet. That's his statement. Then he goes off script and starts talking about, hey, maybe we'll cut at the end of the year if the data is there. Hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, inflation could start collapsing from here. Hey, uh, you know, all kinds of easy talk type stuff, not in the script. Uh, and uh, will he talk it back? I mean, you know, this is the kind of guy that in July of last year, he's talking like he did today. And in August in Jackson Hole, he sounded like the toughest drill sergeant you ever heard. So the bottom line is this guy can go anyway, this pal. Um, bottom line, though, is, is that it's caused a tremendous uh, rally in the stock market that you do not want to fight. And it also has caused a big rally in the bond market as interest rates have dropped. Let me show you this real quick, because these are the three things that really uh, have made the big change. This is why you're getting these rallies. You're getting these rallies because the Treasury note on the 10-year has gone down, and it has gone down from 430 down here to 340. And you can see this is a neighborhood that's very important because if it gets through this neighborhood, you could get a big air pocket and you could get a melt up in the bond market and a big, big drop in yield. You could, or with the uh, euphoric area of buying bonds for the last 90 days and the euphoric area of buying the stock market in the last 90 days, if this stuff holds here, 
then the news could change to the inflation rates not coming down that fast. Uh, the uh, uh, labor market is ridiculously strong. Uh, the um, uh, you know prices uh, on food and other uh, things are not coming down. Uh, rents are not being discounted. And if that's the case, then obviously everyone is leaning one way right now. They're leaning long bonds. They're leaning long euro. And they're leaning long stocks. And when everyone is leaning this far, it's either the beginning of something that won't stop or it's, it's, it's a big uh, reversion situation, right? Reversion means you were up here at 440 and you revert down to the averages. And after you revert down to the averages, like you did between June and uh, August of last year, after that reversion is done, sometimes it goes on the bicycle again. And so that's why you have to be careful here to get too bullish the bond market if we can't take out these four, four, 340 numbers and really start closing underneath it. Uh, that's a very key. And then, of course, uh, the U.S. dollar is the other reason that uh, these markets have rallied. And so let's see what that looks like. Because a lot of these things are not new concepts. These, uh, these, uh, the uh, uh, easing of yield has been going on for a while. And this drop in the U.S. dollar has taken away about 80% of the run from last year. And it's come down 11%. So, you know, you know, I mean, this is reversion to the mean, right? That's reversion to the means. So do you think I want to get bearish on the dollar here? Like every freaking guy in the world? No, I don't want to do that. You know why? Because if it can't get under here and anything changes, like how about Europe goes into a recession? You want to own the euro during a recession over there? They're only at 3% interest. We're at four and a half. So we have a, a yield advantage over them still. And so bottom line is, is that, uh, you know, this is a very, very mature drop, okay? And it's coming into that support zone. So if anything, I'd probably be shorting the euro at 111 today and, uh, and looking for it to, you know, have a correction, you know? So bottom line is be careful uh, to not follow the headlines all the way because, again, you know, these things have already occurred, okay? Now, uh, we told you about the S&P here and... Uh, Let's just go back there and, and give you those support. So you know the reason why this thing is rallying. You know this reason why everyone's jumping into Europe and EM. You also can see that a lot of what the reasoning has already happened. And if those reasons change, you know, again, this rally could have some problems. I don't know if it's going to be next week, in a month, or two months. But you know what? You know, if these if this dollar doesn't keep going down that might be a problem. If these interest rates don't keep dropping the yields, that could be a problem. And is anybody talking like that? No, that's the train that can hit people because the train that hits you is the train you don't see coming. Why are these bears getting so terribly uh, wiped out? Because they didn't see or they didn't look that the dollar was dropping, that the yields were dropping. That inflation had gone from nine to six and a half, that the um, uh, wages were slowing down a bit. Okay. And if you don't see that coming, you're going to get whacked. Well, now I'm saying on the other side of the coin, there's things that could change that drove this market higher that could get you whacked the other way. So you got to keep your antenna up. Okay. Let's take a look at the S&P. Like I say, if you do it 40 years, you know, you obviously get a little bit of a, you know, perspective and composure when things get one way or the other, right? Okay, uh, so where does it look now on the one month here? Again, uh, do you have a big divergence? Well, here's the RSI at 70 here. And where is it on this big rally we had today? 
64. That's a divergence. Okay. That's a divergence. A divergence might be telling us that this is exhaustive. Okay. It might keep an eye on it. I would say it is exhaustive, you know? Um, okay. So there you go. And the RSI is still above 50, which is good, but watch the number 4160. It's a heck of a, looks like a decent line in the sand. What do you do up here? If in fact you think it might be stretched, you start looking at selling calls out of the money. You go 10 or 20% out of the money here, you'll still probably get handsomely paid, particularly on the tech sector, and uh, or take that premium you receive and buy puts. So now you're collared. Collared means you have a limited upside and a floor on the downside. And then also you can do married puts. I mean, for gosh sake, if you made uh, you know 30 points on something and you throw $5 at insurance, it's not going to kill you. So there's, or trim, trim. So there's a number of things you can do up here if you think that we might be getting into an exhaustive area. And if you're not sure about how they work, that's what we do. We explain how those things work. Optionprofessor.com. All right. I'm going to go through a couple more things and I'm going to get into a similar two that I'm hearing here. So just give me a second. Um, okay. So there you go on the S&P. Okay. It'll be very interesting to see if we can keep this thing going. Obviously, this was a big pointed hit. If it takes it out, the next point I see is 4306, which is a 61.8% retracement from the high point of 4810 to the low point of 3491. 61% throwback, a little bit over 4300. Not that far away. It's 100 points away, you'll be there. Okay. So those are the two resistance points. And on the support, I would definitely look at 4160 as a very short-term uh, important point. Okay, um, let's uh, take a look at uh, QQQ. I got to hurry up because this is an abbreviated version. We're only going to go 30 minutes on this one. I got things to do. I'm sure you guys do too. It's lunchtime, right? Oh, here it is in the West anyway. Dinner time for you guys on the East. Okay, catch the early train. Uh, where are you on the QQQs? Okay. Uh, this thing couldn't get out of its own way. So talk about a bear market bounce. Now it's come up to a very important level. Can you see that blue line? It comes in at where? 30, uh, 310. So this neighborhood around 310 is key. If it can get through that, that's very good. If it fails from here, that's not good. And if it gets back under 300, that's not good either. Now on a short-term basis, what would it tell us that might be something to watch? First of all, you got a gap there. And then basically um, on the one month, uh, you had RSI at 72, and then you've made this other big rally up here and it's still 78. So on the NASDAQ, you don't have a divergence on the, on the, on the monthly uh, at all. Very strong. And again, see, it's, it's, uh, you got a gap there, you know, that could come down and get filled, who knows, or it could be on its way uh, further up. My uh, next resistance on this thing would have been uh, the August highs, which comes in at 335, 325, 325. Okay. Um, like I say, if these yields keep going down, it'll continue to fuel this. How many people were short or out of tech from last year? How does the whole planet sound? What do you think the whole planet's doing in the last 90 days coming back into tech? right? Why? Because they think interest rates are never going any higher. And they think that they're actually going to be cut way down. And we're going to go back to easy money. And it doesn't matter about valuation. Do you really think that's going to happen? If you do stick with tech, if you think that's a crazy story that will not last, then be careful up here. But you got to make a decision one way or the other. Um, with regards to so and again, you can see 290 is where the one year average is. So it's extended. Um, the five year, again, down at 280. Okay, so I see the support right here, at, uh, some support at 310 and 300. Those are two pretty reasonable numbers. If it gets under those two numbers, then I would be concerned. And that's not that far from here. 
uh, on the one month, how, how far does it go up? Yeah, C300. So 300 uh, and, uh, and 310. Those are two numbers I'd keep an eye on on the NASDAQ. Okay, and what about uh, those uh, small caps? That's something I told people about a year ago uh, when they started to turn. Uh, basically, uh, you're looking at uh, right now, uh, well, this one's pretty easy to find out where the support is. It's at 190 and 185. You see 190, big support there. And if you go further out on the 20 year, uh, you got 190 and then 185, I think also comes in. And again, that has some resistance at the green line there at uh, 202. So we, I put that in the uh, quick alert too. 202 could be a problem for it too. On the short-term basis, again, you got a high point here at 71 and then you get a high point. So no big divergence. So basically short-term uh, 193, then you go to 190 and you see where I'm getting my 184, 185. So there's your three lines of support, okay? Let's take a look at one of the things that the guys out there in, uh, in Cyberland want me to look at, EXPM, EXPM. That's not coming up, so I don't know if that's the correct symbol. So if you want to correct that symbol, because I'm putting it in here and I'm not getting anything coming up, EXPM. Okay, so please correct that. Be more than happy to take a look uh, if you'd like. Okay, uh, we only got uh, about uh, 12 minutes left. Let me run around a couple of things that... Uh, that we've liked and uh, people have been very happy with. Okay, uh, we've been trying to looking at the industrial metals. Why? Because China's reopening and it could be a situation where they could have a future. Uh, today they're off a little bit, but take a look at some of these things because again, they look like they could have a pretty good future, right? A lot of real estate on the upside, okay? There's one for you here. I'll give you another one here. Industrial metals, they're not making mines any longer. So sometimes we can get outside our skis as far as demand versus supply. And you'll see this is another one that has a pretty good uh, look to it if it starts going. And it looks like it might start going. So keep an eye on industrial metals. Uh, then there are precious metals, which uh, may also have a, you know, a future to them as well. And um, this one here is uh, down pretty sharply today. It came down, this is when it was a buy, 40.45. Right now it's uh, you know come up and it's has some resistance. Um, if I'm looking at the uh, support here, you'd like it to stay above 50. And it, you know, obviously it's one of the leaders in the metal area and it used to be 85. So if it gets going, it certainly got some real estate above. And of course, um, everyone's favorite copper stock. And, um, like I say, th uh, this one was uh, one of our favorites because we bought it at like 10 bucks. You see this? Once it got above here, just like the industrial metals could do this. That's why I'm interested. Uh, it went nuts. Okay, comes back. You get out, come back when it hits this thing here. And now from 25, it's already up to 43. Okay, so again, it could start failing from here. So this is not the best place to get in. Down here is a good place to get in, but the bottom line is there could be a future. Those other industrial metal stocks seem to be in better setups, uh, but time will tell. Okay, XLE looks like it might be rolling over here. Let's take a look at that, and you'll see that you got a, a high point here with an RSI of what? Uh, 59.60, and over, uh, oh, excuse me, here you got a 66, another test, <clears throat> and it's lower. If it breaks under here, low 80s, that's not good. So keep an eye on XLE. Again, they have good earnings. They're buying back their own stock. It's a very good place, but <clears throat> it, um, it looks like it's already had a pretty big move. What hasn't had a big move, and where obviously we've been focused, because I like to have the odds on our side. You get it? 
odds on our side. Now this one is a 20 year graph. And this thing looks to me like it may have a lot of real estate on the upside. This is the oil servicer. So let's take a look here. Again, you know, it looks like there's some air up here to fill in possibly. So we're kind of looking at that. And then you've got the um, explorers. Maybe at some point they'll start looking for oil. That'd be nice. And this one again, you know, has had a pretty good size move, but all of them look like they are vulnerable. So you got to be careful. The red line's pointing down here. Start breaking under 130. Could come down and test that thing. Okay. Uh, the gentleman who <laughs> he had a couple of other questions. Let's look at these. 3X. Sounds like a very big person. 3X. Huh? Okay. How long has this stuff been around? Has it been around enough to use a 20-year graph? No. So we use a five-year graph. What they're telling me, it looks like it turned up and you look like you should be long at around 20 bucks right now. That's what it looks like to me. And the RSI is at 43 though, or where is it now? Yeah, now it's at 54. So your RSI has gone through 50. You're holding the red. So obviously it's a long. What about the one year? One year again, give us a buy signal even at 16. And then obviously it's been tugging it. So where do you, where, where do you want to keep it above? You want to keep it above uh, 22 bucks. Uh, a little bit overbought. Could it come back and fill the gap? Sure. But the momentum seems to be to the upside here. Again, uh, on a one month basis, if you're trading it for a very short term, again, extended gap to be filled. 24 is a number. So looking at this thing, it looked like 16 was a buy signal, 20 was a buy signal, and 24, 22 is an area where you definitely want it to stay above if you're long. And that's the story on that one. Let's look at SQQ. Ah. All right, SQQQQ, let's see what you want to do. This is the short QQQ. <clears throat> let's take a look at this. I'm sure this hasn't been around for 20 years, so let's go to the five year. Yeah, this is why I don't get too involved with these things, because you know what, uh, it's a who shot, it's kind of like uh, crypto, you know, uh, who shot John and, you know, who's responsible, who put this thing together, what do you actually own, what do you don't own, yeah, so when, when you ask straight questions, when you ask straight questions and you get crooked answers, that's never a good thing. Okay. So anyway, I'm sure they could have a good answer. I probably wouldn't get it though. But anyway, if you want to trade this thing uh, right now on the five-year graph, it tells me absolutely nothing, uh, except that it's been dropping and you're probably losing money by keeping it for any length of time. And then here, okay, now we got better data to work with. So again, you know, you, you know this thing, you got to buy signal at 44 and you got to sell signal at uh, 54. This thing, you should be short. It is extended now. Okay, so you got to be careful that it might turn around on you. Uh, it came down to the lows here. So it's, you know, this is a place where I can see where you're sniffing around, but you're definitely standing in front of a freight train uh, with no real evidence of a turn unless I keep going to the one month and I can get some evidence for you. Right now, you know, it's, it's got a gap that it could fill and it's, uh, and it's um, uh, 10 bucks or, you know, eight bucks underneath where the red line is. And you know, it sometimes gravitates back, reversion, reversion, reversion. So if you're buying it down here, you're hoping against hope that it holds, you're hoping it fills this thing here, and you're hoping for a reversion rally. Now on the monthly, any evidence? No, there's no evidence here of a turn here. So again, it's a hope against hope. Hey, listen, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, you know, you could get lucky on this. It's obviously turning up pretty nicely in the post market. So God bless you. If you're using a day trade thing, you got a buy signal here at 32.60, a sell at 33.80, and the aftermarket is trading above 33.80. So for all I know, tomorrow it's going to turn back up. And again, if uh, we got earnings coming out with these guys, if these earnings come out lousy, I don't know, I'm not privy to it right in front of me, but if they come out lousy, let's see if Amazon or anybody's, uh, see if they have any 
uh, trades going on here. Amazon's uh, aftermarket is down, so I guess they didn't do well. Google's aftermarket is Google's aftermarket is down, so they didn't do good. And let's see if we have a trifecta. I know how Apple would be doing good. Samsung said their uh, phone exports are down like 60%. So, you know, unless these guys are uh, playing on a different playing field. No, they're down as well. Okay. So that's why you're going to get a turn here. And that's why the guys playing SQQ could get a breather here. But boy, uh, you know, again, a reversion rally is what you're playing for here because the trend is definitely down. But again, you know. You could uh, play it for a bounce if you're an aggressive trader, and that's, I guess, what you're doing out there. All right, we're coming to the end of the show here, and I obviously can't go over everything that I'm doing or looking into, um, and I can't uh, go over all the stuff that you're looking at. But what I can do is invite you to go over to optionprofessor.com, O-P-T-I-O-N, professor, P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R. Put your information in, you know, uh, email and phone. Um, I'll ring you back. And I'll explain uh, that we've got uh, a PDF report for you that explains how to hedge or protect yourself against market declines, protect your values against market declines, and also um, up moves uh, that can come out of the blue. There's a way of hedging against those things. I got a PDF that explains it. Second thing, I give you the uh, best uh, stocks that we see by sector. Doesn't mean we like every sector, but if you're involved in a sector, we think these are some of the best ones you can look at. So that's our opinion there. And then finally, we have an online review where we explain uh, some of the things that we're looking at that have worked. And then we also go over stuff that you have and we do not do any advice. There is no advice involved, but we do have uh, an opinion on markets and that's what we share. So uh, we do a little online thing like that, which is very helpful as well. You know, we don't have monthly charges. We don't have annual fees. You know, we're not uh, playing the piggyback on the public game. Uh, we have a very fair situation, a very smart situation that we have uh, with our customers. And basically uh, we can explain all that uh, you know, when you put your information in, we'll have more time to give you all the details, but I think you'll be very happy with it. Uh, it's very fair in our view and very smart way of going. Uh, also, as far as options are concerned, obviously I've been uh, doing the options for uh, four decades. So I, and I've done what, uh, I probably had uh, thousands and thousands of people go to my seminars over the years. So I clearly know exactly, uh, how to explain them to you. And, uh, different techniques that you might not be doing, or, you know, when's I'll give you my opinion on when's the best time where these type of strategies might work the best. Cause you know, you buy options all the time. They're going to get you, you write options all the time. They're going to get you. So you've got to obviously in our view, look for when the odds are on your side. And we try to help you with that type of situation. And also, like I say, how to repair positions, how to roll them, uh, how to buy deep in the options uh, and then sell calls. You know, call selling, uh, you know, when the premiums are huge and the prices are high, you know, come on, that's that's the time to take a hard look at it. So um, bottom line is, is that, you know, on the way down, a lot of people didn't lose that much money on the tech because they kept writing those fat calls on Apple, fat calls on NVIDIA, fat calls on Tesla, which obviously, you know, even if you went 20% out of the money, you never got really tagged and you could keep selling the premium every time it rallied. So it was definitely a valuable strategy. And obviously I'm versant in that as well. So again, the invitation is to go to the website, optionprofessor.com, put your information in, we'll talk. I'll explain how it works. It's very smart, very reasonable, and uh, particularly compared to these people that charge annual fees and, and these chat rooms that charge all that money. 
I mean, that's out of, out of bounds. So uh, do, you know, put your information in. Um, this is the option professor speaking and optionprofessor.com. And, uh, you know, if, if what we do is uh, good for you, which I think it would be, uh, then we do something. And if it's not, then, you know, good luck on whatever you do. So that's how we operate. All right, guys, uh, 30 minutes and my time's up. I want to wish you all a very good weekend coming up. Tomorrow we got jobs report, huh? Jolts was fabulous. 1.9 to 1 jobs available to people out there looking. So forget about the labor market cracking. And yes, the wages didn't grow quite as much, but I wouldn't get party hats out over a very small difference. They're still growing. Uh, the, what do you call it? Uh, the wages are still growing. The um, uh, PCE is still growing growing. Inflation is still growing. Okay. So again, a little too early to get party hats out. Give me a ring. Uh, or excuse me, uh, go to the website. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot for being with us today. And don't forget to uh, continue to uh, uh, look into uh, timingresearch.com for updates we have. We have stuff going on Monday. And again, uh, we look forward to seeing you at uh, future events. Again, this is the Option Professor of optionprofessor.com. Good luck. God bless. And we will be talking to you soon.